What's good guys, we back at it again with another video. As you can see from the title, so we're gonna be talking about a basketball player's progression, a timeline to success and scholarships. I got the idea for this video because my barber, he actually has a son who's in high school right now. I think he's a freshman or he's a sophomore, but every time I go and get a cut, we talk about, okay, advice that can help his son. Whether his son really loves basketball or does he just like it? Does he need a trainer or should he just be outside playing by himself, getting better? AAU teams, all different things we talk about. And just by having those conversations, it just gave me a better insight into the minds of parents and players nowadays in terms of what they think about recruiting and the timeline of, okay, what milestones should I be hitting along the way if I really want to play collegiate basketball? Because nowadays I hear a lot of players and parents saying, oh, I should be starting as a freshman on varsity and this, this and that. And no one is patient in their recruiting. Everyone wants a scholarship today. No one wants to wait. No one wants to gradually get better. No, they want it right away. When honestly, there's no such thing as an instant scholarship that really doesn't happen. For the most part, you're going to have to develop step by step before you get to that level. And I really want to talk to you guys about that. Let's get into it. In this day and age, like I just said, when I had those conversations, whether that be with my barber or whether that be with kids at the prep school, I keep hearing a common denominator, which is people aren't patient nowadays. Because of social media and because of the prevalence of high school basketball players now, you see all of them got 100K plus followers posting their offers on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And that's all kids see day to day. And that's all parents see. So in players' minds and parents' minds, all they think about is, oh, I got to get that offer. And, oh, you know, this kid is a freshman and he has an offer. Oh, I need that. One kid told me that, oh, yeah, this kid over here is an eighth grader and he just got his first offer and I'm already a sophomore. I don't have one. What am I doing wrong? Like I must have no chance, this, this, and that. What I try to tell players as well as parents is you have to run your own race. Everyone is going to be different and the actual legitimate realistic timeline of getting to a scholarship, I'm about to let you know what it is. It's not what you see on the internet, these five stars or kids that are already six, seven, six, eight, and eighth grade. That's not the norm. They're getting scholarships because they are ahead of schedule than most everybody else. But at some point, everyone else will catch up. And there's just a lot of people now who aren't willing to wait, who aren't willing to put that work in to actually get to their goal. You might not get it when you want it, but it will be there right on time. So in terms of a timeline, I just want to debunk some of the things that I've heard out there. As a player or as a parent of a player, you do not have to be a top 50, top 100 player when you're in middle school. In fact, the majority of basketball players that young, including me, I can barely dribble and look up at the same time. Like I'm talking about, I'm missing every single layup known to man wide open, like was terrible in middle school, completely terrible. And that's the case for a majority of players. You just have a lot of players and parents now. You see an eighth grader, like I said, or a seventh grader get an offer, but he's 6'8 and has a mustache and a beard already. Of course, he's going to have a scholarship. He's already built for college and middle school. For a majority of the population, it is going to take some time. You will have to, you know, go through some type of development over some years if you want to eventually get to that level where you are good enough to receive a scholarship. For a lot of players and their parents, once you hit high school, I feel like there's a clock that starts to go off. Part of it is because of social media and it's telling you, oh, if I don't have an offer by the end of my freshman year, sophomore year, something's wrong. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not developing how I'm supposed to. Like I said, a lot of it is social media. These players will see all the five-star freshmen and sophomores post all their offers. What is it? 2025. You see Cameron Boozer, Koa Pete, uh, Cooper Flag, and they're posting all their offers. Bro, them dudes are already 6'7", six, 6'8", six, at 15 years old. Again, for a majority of the population, that will not be the case. For me, when I was that age, I was tall, but I was what, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I remember I was talking about 
Michael Porter Jr. and DeAndre Ayton at the time, I'm looking at them like, bro, how are they already 6'9"? Like, what am I doing? I'm obviously have no chance to get to college. I had to learn that, okay, those players are just ahead of schedule. I'm on track. I'm going to catch up to them. They're just ahead right now. Even the notion that as a freshman, you should be on varsity if you want any chance of getting to college, that's not the case at all. We had one freshman on varsity my freshman year of high school. People from my class and people from classes before me will tell you Back then, if you were a freshman on varsity, bro, you were the coldest thing ever. Like that just didn't happen. Like at all, if you did that, you were completely different, especially in Georgia because the talent level was pretty high. So for me as a freshman, I played freshman and I swung JV. Played freshman and I swung JV because I was terrible and I didn't even want to go to varsity practice because I didn't want to get embarrassed. I knew I wasn't good enough. I think a lot of people nowadays, whether it's the players lying to themselves or parents might be thinking their son or daughter is better than they actually are. No, the natural progression of things is you might not be playing varsity your freshman year. My sophomore year, what did I do? I played JV and I swung varsity. You see how I took a step up year by year. My freshman year, it didn't just come to me. No, I had to develop. Sophomore year, I played some JV, swung varsity, and that's where I started to learn that. Remember, I tell the stories about coach stopping practice, throwing the ball in my chest, telling me you need to start dunking more and, and giving me DMPs, not playing me. It's because why? I wasn't ready. By doing that, he was letting me know that I wasn't ready for it yet. And for a lot of players, you have to understand and be realistic with yourself. You might not be ready for it yet. At some point, you will be but you have to put in that work first to get to that goal. I'll even tell you all this. So for players who you get to a high school as a freshman and coach doesn't want to put you on varsity, you're like, okay, forget you. I'm going to transfer over here where they're going to let me play as a freshman. That can actually be more harmful than helpful because you're going to start that mindset in that player's head that, oh, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. I'm this good. And if this coach can't see it, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to tell you guys this. I have yet to meet a coach who tries to lose games on purpose. I have yet to meet a coach that doesn't play his best players. So guess what? Maybe you didn't make the varsity team because the players on varsity are actually better than you. So when you transfer to a team that allows you to play on varsity right away, obviously the competition there wasn't that good. But the competition where you were, if you would have stayed and worked against those players who were on varsity every single day, you would get that much better. Instead, you transfer somewhere where you can just play all the minutes you want, but you're not playing any competition in practice. So you're really not getting better at all. You got to think about that before you make these moves so abruptly. For those who want to know when I think you should be starting to show signs of improvement, flashes of being a college player, maybe your recruitment should start bubbling a little bit. I would say your junior year should be that time where, okay, I think I could be a college player. I'm on varsity. I'm producing at a pretty good level. And that is only for those who want to take the traditional route, the route that I took and some of my peers took, which was freshman, freshman year, JV, sophomore year, varsity, your last two years, then you go to college. But that's not to say there aren't a million other ways to get there. I don't know if you guys know Jason Preston. He was drafted to the Clippers, I think the 33rd pick last year. This kid averaged two points a game his senior year of high school went to college to be a regular student. I think he was gonna major in journalism or communication. He ended up going to an unsigned senior camp, which ended up getting him to a prep school. He was there for a little while, was flip-flopping between teams, A team, B team, C team, ended up getting back on the prep school's A team, posted his highlights on Twitter, ends up going D1 from that, then gets drafted to the league. There are examples of players all over of different ways to get to your goals. That's one of the biggest points I want to get across to you guys is 
run your own race. No two journeys are gonna be the same. Even though I said a traditional route, which is what I did and some of my peers did, which was like I said, freshman, freshman year, JV, sophomore year, two years of varsity for your junior and senior year, there are also many examples of dudes that just played freshman their freshman year and played varsity for the last three years and got to college. Dudes that played freshman their freshman year, played two years of JV, played varsity senior year and went to college. There are examples all over. Obviously, there's the prep route, the JUCO route. There are a bunch of different ways to get to your goal, so you should not be trying to compare somebody else because like I said, everyone's journey is different. I actually want to end this video with a story for you guys. My junior year of high school, we're playing at Wheeler High School in the Adidas Explosion against Peachtree Ridge. That full game film is actually still up on YouTube. You can search it. Kel versus Peachtree Ridge, Adidas Explosion. I'm number 32 on Kel. So when I look back over the course of my career, I can't remember many times where I was more nervous before a game than that one because at the time I had no offers. There were a lot of coaches that were going to be there. Some of them were coming to see me. And I knew that my performance would affect whether or not I got my first scholarship or not. I ended up playing pretty well. We lost that game. I say maybe two or three years go by. And one of my teammates from high school had hit me up and he's like, hey, bro, you remember you remember Devin Vassell? I'm like, I'm like, nah, who is that? He's like, yeah, he just got drafted to the Spurs. You remember we played against him, right? I'm like, wait, hold on. There's no way I played against an NBA player in high school and I don't remember him. Like, there's no way. You can tell an NBA player almost out the womb. Like, there's no way I didn't, I didn't notice him. He like, yeah, we played him when we played Peachtree Ridge. Like, go look it up. Like I said, it's on YouTube. I go look at the film and it's this little kid. There's this little kid in the game that got in a little bit. When I tell you in the scouting report, we weren't worried about this kid at all. He was a sophomore at the time, short. We worried about Connor Hayward, who just got drafted to the Steelers in the NFL. When I talk about Georgia talent, we worried about him and he was killing us. He was a football player killing us. We didn't even know who Devin Vassell is. Again, like I said, short kid, barely played as a sophomore on varsity. Fast forward a couple years, he gets drafted in the first round in the NBA draft. I say that to say this again, everyone's story is gonna be different. If an NBA player, if a future NBA player can play a little bit of minutes of varsity as a sophomore, anybody can. Anybody can. I'm telling you, just be patient, wait your turn, and continue to work, and you will reach that goal. Biggest thing is going to be you cannot compare your journey to everybody else's. Everyone's journey is going to be different. Run your own race, and I promise you, you'll get to the finish line. Like, share, subscribe, turn on post notifications. I appreciate you guys watching. Remember, if you want the one-on-one -on -one evaluations or the breakdowns that go on the channel, hit my website, btiibasketball.com in the description. Also, if you need any advice from me or have any questions for me, don't forget, hit the link for Noodle in my description. I appreciate you guys watching. I'll see you guys next time for the next video.